Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 27 now of the Clutchdown Podcast. You're back with Reese and Mr. Gavin, as I have so bestowed a name on him. How are you doing, Gavin? I'm good, thank you. I'm not at all poorly. Nope, no, you don't see. You don't surprisingly don't sound it. I thought you'd sound more yes. coldy, but you're not too yeah, bad. I've been, I've, I've been faking it. Yeah, I know it. You always do. For your sympathy. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I'm used to it by now, just in general life. <laughs> All right, let's get into some NFL stuff. So let's recap the co- the scores from week 15. So kicked off with the Thursday night game, which is 49ers at the Seahawks. 49ers clinched their division with a 21-13 win over the Seahawks. Then we moved into the craziness of Saturday, where the Vikings completed the largest comeback in NFL history to win 39-36 against the Colts. Moved on to still a Lamar Jacksonless Ravens, playing the Deshaun Watson Browns, and the Browns winning 13-3 over the Ravens to keep their playoff hopes live uh saturday night we moved into dolphins at bills big divisional game the bills won it on the last second field goal beating the dolphins 32 29 moving into another divisional game with the falcons at the saints the saints just pipped the falcons with a 21 18 win to keep their playoff hopes alive steelers at panthers was 24 16 to the steelers over the panthers then we moved into Eagles at Bears. Eagles just hit the Bears, who gave them a gave the current top seed in the NFC a good fight with a 25-20 win. Chiefs at Texans, a surprisingly close game that went to overtime, with the Chiefs eventually winning 30-24 on a Jarek McKinnon run into the end zone. Cowboys at Jaguars, another game that went to OT, with the Jaguars eventually winning on a pick six, 40-34 over the Cowboys. Sorry, Gavin. Lions at Jets, a, a big fourth quarter uh, uh, touchdown from the Lions uh, beat the Jets with some some questionable time management, 22-17, to bring the Lions up to 500 and being 6-1 and one in their last seven games. Very, very good stuff for the Lions. Cardinals at Broncos. Broncos without Russell Wilson as their starter beat Cardinals 24-15. Patriots and Raiders in a weekend of one-score games and, and crazy finishes. Uh, the Raiders probably had the, the craziest finish of them all, which we'll get into after this, winning against the Patriots 30-24. Again, keeping their potential, but but small playoff hopes alive bring small, us into tiny. the tiny minuscule <laughs> uh bringing us into the final four games of the the the, the week 15 titans at chargers chargers take it on a last second field goal after a fantastic pass to mike williams 17 to 14 uh injuries for for ryan Tannehill potentially out for the seasons the titans uh season is slipping away bengals at buccaneers the bengals overcome a 17 point deficit to eventually win 34 23 against the buccaneers buccaneers season is still falling into chaos uh good game on monday giants at commanders rematch of a game a couple of weeks ago but no tie this time the giants took it 22 12 on a good saquon barkley game and a fantastic game from their rookie uh defensive player cave on thibodeau and moving into the final game of the week we had rams at packers with the packers pipping the rams to a 24 12 lead uh 24 12 win um yeah before we get into it is it right that this was the first weekend where there were three comebacks of 17 points or more i don't believe i read i do believe i read that that i I don't know but that sounds right um i i I think in a weekend where you have the the biggest comeback in nfl history that kind of almost writes the story of what's going to happen at the weekend but yes obviously you had the the vikings overcome a 17 point deficit then you had the Jags. the Jack yeah 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 the Jags Ooh. and then um and then of course the Bengals so yeah yeah no a c- crazy a weekend of comebacks and a weekend of very close games like looking at that like a lot of one score games um which was it was it was one of the most kind of back and forth weekends I've seen 
it kind of indicative, big word, yeah. uh, of the season. It's been a little bit nuts. Maybe, it, really? yeah. yeah. I mean, like, is it because we're doing a podcast and I'm noticing these things? Or is it genuinely that this season is a little bit crazy? I, th- I think... Because it's so hard. I, I'm sure I've, I've, I've listened to other podcasts and, yeah. I've li- and, and I've watched other people on TikTok saying the same thing. It's, it's just so hard to predict scores this season. No, I, I definitely think so. I think like, it was funny because last year almost seemed like the year where it was like anyone could win and every game was close and it was nice to, to see such craziness for the year. And I'd argue that this year has been more like that than even last mm. year was and it's it's like, maybe like, maybe it's like a new era of play or something like we're, but we're going to go into the like the three sort of big story games of the weekend but then we don't even touch on like the fact that the, the lions were on such a great run well that was the hard thing about because me and gavin before obviously we come up with a little structure for what the episode is going to be and what we're going to chat about mm. and it was so difficult this week because yeah. it was like we had to pick th- we, we usually pick sort of three four games to chat about in the the first segment and do something different in the second um second segment but it was so hard to just find three games yeah. because arguably you could have just spoke about the you know the well, the, you can, four, you, the you, first three like four games you know, of the, the weekend. The, the Lions are an incredible run. The Bengals yep. come back from seventeen, and we're not going to go too much into that. Yeah. The, the Titans season, which started bad, looked amazing and has fallen apart. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, even the Giants beating 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 the, uh, the Commanders, Commanders yeah. is, is quite a surprise. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. We're going to talk about three other games, one of which I don't really want to, but you're going to. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the episode a bit first before we make you sad. It's always the nicest way. <laughs> but yeah, first first kind of crazy game of the weekend was obviously the Vikings comeback against the Colts which was just insane they were down 33 nothing at half time and then kept the Colts to three points in the second half which came in the third quarter as well and came back to win 39 36 in overtime yeah this was a it, it was it was a wild game because it was quite funny because I watched the the first quarter and then chaos was ensuing and the Colts just went up massively and it was just like it was like a comedy of errors for the Vikings. Like the Vikings just it it was a case of they made a few mistakes which led them to going down, and then um, once they were down, they just couldn't get anything going. And it was almost like they went in at halftime and went, "Look, we still got a half. They've put up thirty three points in this half, so let's just put up more points in the second half, and we'll be fine. We know we're the better team." And they came out looking like a totally different side in the second half. It was almost like they'd kind of just like it, it like they'd, they'd woken up and someone had just yanked the curtains open and the bright sun was coming through and there's the sun in their face and they're sitting there going oh Jesus didn't expect this and then suddenly it gets to the second half and they've woken up a bit and gone all right okay I'm okay now I'm alive I'm fine and it all changed and it, it was it was so it was so fun to watch like it was a case of a, a team using their star players that was it defense they were they were keeping the pressure on ryan and not letting him pass they were stuffing stuffing the run in places where they needed to be to be clutch for example on the 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 possession in the the fourth quarter that uh it was fourth and inches i believe um and they decided to go with a quarterback sneak which would have then iced the game and then the vikings make a stop and it was just all all the situations where their team needed to be clutched. They were being clutched. And then obviously on offense, the the players that got involved are your your top players. Dalvin Cook with a big touchdown run and also 90, uh, a big touchdown on off a screen pass. And then 95 yards on the ground as well. Justin Jefferson with 12 receptions for 123 yards. But I always, I always, uh, I was going to, just to finish that, that, that thought. No, all good. It's all good. Just to finish that thought, because it, the, the thing I liked about this game as well, and the thing I always like about the crazy games and, you know, when you get someone like Danny Amendola having clutch touchdown passes in like a, a AFC championship and you see these random players doing it is KJ Osborne had a career day 
the the Vikings arguably third fourth wide receiver 10 receptions 157 yards of the touchdowns uh, as much as the game didn't start off in a, a good place the uh, the Vikings kind of used all of their tools and and yeah managed to claw it back in the second half so, so, so picture me like the kid in the class with his hand in the air yeah just wait, waiting for the teacher to just kind of notice him like you know like when you used to stick your arm up and yeah. you're using using your left arm to hold your right arm as high as you can <laughs> you want to make a point so two things I want to say right number number one right when you've got uh, uh, um, that, that that is it. Fourth and inches, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. What like it's so obvious that they're going to do a quarterback sneak. Why not get someone else to do the quarterback sneak? Oh, well, you mean like a sort of almost like a bit of a a trick like a play? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Just, in those situations, I'm like, it's it's obvious they're not going to throw it. Well, no, and and this this is what um uh, has kind of become funny in the 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 NFL with the Eagles, isn't it? Because Jason Kelsey uh spoke about on their podcast about um I think the quarterback sneak has like a ninety five percent or something like that success rate. So of course teams are going to run it just because purely from a, a mathematical point of view, it makes the yeah. most sense. But I see your point, and you see um in a uh, situation like that where the game's on the line, you know, what I mean, it's not like it's it's not like it's uh, near the end of the second quarter, you know, it's ten seven no. and stuff like that. It's games on the line. You. The, you know, the thing is, when you're in the second quarter and you've got a fourth and inches, right? There's the tiny possibility that you've, 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 you don't actually do the quarterback sneak. You pass it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when it's the game on the line, you're never going to pass the ball. So why not just give it to a fullback? It's a good point, and I mean, it, it's you see teams it, oh, obviously play, playing the um yeah no, but I know what you mean. But you see you see teams playing the playing the numbers in some cases, and then you look at a team like the the Lions when they played oh it was actually against the Vikings, wasn't it? Where they iced the game of the fourth with a um uh a was it a third, I think it was a third down play which they threw to one of their offensive linemen, Penny Sewell. Like right. they, it yeah. was just yeah, something yeah, yeah. different, and it's like, and, and I, I know what you mean, but I think you that's, I, I, I think that's so, so, to use a word that you've said though, indicative of the Colts. It's just you know not so, so, not so good that, play calling. That was one, right? Two, yeah. you're the Colts. You're 33 up at half time, and like it, you you focus on the players, right? How how <laughs> genuinely I'd love to be in one of those offices as you're watching that 33 lead disappear. Yeah, and like the coach is desperately trying to stop this. You know what I mean? It's like, it must be like, literally like, I don't know, almost like in being in Wall Street and you're watching all your money disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what, what are we, some, like, looking Nothing's around Nothing's working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they must be looking around and like, they're, they're like dragging a teeth boy in. Like, can somebody please come up with something to, to, to stop them? And to make us like get a first down. I, th- I think the thing is, is I, th- I think it was it was a game of of luck in the the first instance for the Colts. Like they just got all the lucky breaks you could possibly have, basically in the first quarter. Like I think they were up by twenty points or seventeen points or something like that within like the first five to six minutes of the game. Like I was like, this is mad. Mm. Um, but the the problem is for the actual Colts. Then after that, like uh, Jonathan Taylor had one catch and then went out injured and then has been he's put on. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's done now. And and um and that's a play that the you know the Colts obviously last year leaned on, but is a big their their kind of main player that you you lean on. And and Matt Ryan is has kind of showed that he's maybe lost it a bit now and he's maybe passed it and doesn't necessarily make the the best decisions or throw the most accurate balls. But the thing is, when then in this situation, obviously if you're up that big, you want to be running the ball and. Zach Moss yeah. did a, you know, Zach Moss and Dion Jackson did a did a a serviceable job, but neither of them are Jonathan Taylor, and so you know you lose that piece, and suddenly you're like, well, okay, on defense, Michael Pittman's kind of the main the main person we've got to stop, and he had he had a, a, a okay game, ten receptions for sixty yards, but when you've almost kind of got to stop one guy, it, it becomes suddenly a, a different story of a game. Like maybe if they have Jonathan Taylor in the second half, and he can mm-hmm. convert 
two or three more of those third downs, you you see a different score. Because when you're 33 up, it's just about running the clock out. From like basically, yeah. When, when, when the momentum's shifting against you, it's like okay, let's drain the clock. But yeah, obviously, it didn't play out that way. No, no, but it gave us a. It was I, it was funny because when it went to overtime, it was one of those things where you're like, I really hope the Vikings win this, just because otherwise it's going to be so underwhelming. Like you, you don't want the story headline of it was nearly the biggest comeback in NFL history because oh, that's see, so yeah, boring. You, you, you see, again, I'm, I'm looking at it from the Colts' point of view, yeah. And I, I also I don't think it's boring. Can you imagine coming all the way back from 33 down and yeah. then still losing? Yeah. So like, like I don't know, I don't know. Like the Colts relieved somehow to have won a game like that, and the Vikings like well done guys you know well done yeah, yeah you, lost. You, you, you did well you yeah, pat on the back there's a, there's a weird part of me that kind of wanted to play out the other way but you know it didn't it didn't it didn't but that, that in that what's funny about that is it arguably wasn't the the craziest finish of the weekend uh in a, in a, in a game where you the biggest comeback in nfl history and i'd argue that it got pipped by the raiders patriots game so it one it not just that one of the wildest finishes so the just, weekend. So I just leave you. So I just leave you to enjoy this one. <laughs> there was, I mean, I mean, every person who's a fan of sport could enjoy this one because it yeah. was just wild. So, so for context, the the uh, Raiders again, they were up. Um, I think they were up seventeen. Yeah, seventeen three at the end of the first half, and it all kind of just went to to pot in the the third quarter and the fourth quarter, and suddenly the Patriots come back and. The Raiders just looked awful. Just stopped rushing the ball with Jacobs. Like it just, it just didn't look good. Um, and the the Patriots got to twenty four points, and then a, a fantastic touchdown catch to to touchdown pass to Keelan Cole. The Raiders get get back, and it's twenty four twenty four. And then the the Patriots have the ball, uh, basically kind of a last gasp effort under under two minutes. You know they've got to get to the the field goal field goal line. I don't think they had any timeouts. Um, Mac jo- no, it was a run, run by Ramondre Stevenson. Basically, gets him into field goal range, but then he laterals the ball back to Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. And Jacoby Myers kind of runs back, and he's in a situation where he could have ran out of bounds. Um, and and I mean the clock could hit zero, so it couldn't really do much. Or he could have dropped to the knee, and then you know the momentum was with them. They they could have taken it to overtime. But he decides to throw the ball back, and then Mister X Patriot. Chandler Jones has just got up off the floor after he's had a bit of rough and tumble with the offensive lineman for the uh from the Patriots. He's directly in front of Mac Jones. And so the ball that Jacoby Myers is intercepted by Chandler Jones. The only person he's got to beat is Mac Jones, double Jones. And he literally runs towards him, fends him off, pu- pushes his face into the ground, runs the ball into the Patriots end zone, and it's a walk-off touchdown. It was insane. It was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things to analyse about this 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 whole play. Yeah. Like, you don't know where to start. I mean, the, the actual... I, I, I need to find, I'm sure there's somewhere out there, a photo... Of Jones on of Jones on Jones, of yeah, just shoving his face into the dirt. Oh, it was so. It was so. It, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like when you, when you watch like sketches of like um, over competitive dads playing around. Right. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's have a game of let's have a game of touch football in the in the park, and it's like the dads. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Shoves the kid into the ground. Touchdown. Or, or yeah, spikes the ball. What was it? It was, but, it was so disrespectful. You know, Boris Johnson fending off was that Vietnamese kid. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, please can we not mention Boris Johnson on this? <laughs> it's not a political but one, but it, it was a similar vibe. It was it that was kind of, of just yeah. just like yeah, sit down. Oh, but but. but also, it also, so, so, right, so, um, when you say they got into field goal range, are we talking 
crazy long field goal? Are we talking like 50, 55 yards? No, I, well, I, the thing is, like, obviously, when it gets down to the, the fourth quarter and that, they, um, well, I mean, the thing is, they got into field goal range and yeah, didn't have, they that, didn't have any time left. So that was the, right. but also the yeah. other thing is that, so, so even yeah. if he had sort of like, so even if he, so there, no time, so there was no real chance of getting a field goal. No, no, but, no. But your 24 rule, the, the, I think the thing I said to you as well, and I haven't seen the analysis of this, is, is, did this come from the benches? Like, how can a player just decide to do that? Well, Jacoby, like, oh, go on. That's madness. That's, that's madness. Well, J- Jacoby Myers came out and just said, you know, he at the moment he was just trying to make a play. Um, and it, it's like with anything in sport. Like, if he throws that pass, it's caught by Mac Jones, and you know, the uh, he gets tackled by Chandler Jones and goes down, and he goes to overtime. No one ever yeah, mentions this play again. What's Mac Jones going to do when he catches the ball? Run it in for a touchdown? From what? what where were they by then? Like they're only oh, Well, he would. Yeah, because they would have been on about the radius. I don't know. Thirty, forty. It's a good point. It's a. It's yeah, a there, very there good was, point. There was, that that there was there was no way. And these are like these are professional players. There's no way that was going to ever work out to be a touchdown. Yeah. It was like genuinely. The thing is, in a weekend where that you had that incredible comeback, the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah. It's still this that play comes literally goes down as one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in American football. Yeah, no, it's like, a very good point. That, that, it was it was so so dumb. Like, okay, you want to win the game, but go to overtime, try and win it there. Like that was never going to work out. It was utter madness. Yeah, and the thing is, like at this point in the game as well, if you just look at the numbers, like Mac Jones didn't have a good day passing, which is weird against a very bad Raiders passing defense but he was 13 of 31 for 112 yards but on the ground Ramondre Stevenson 19 carries for 172 yards so he's yeah. wearing down that defense so arguably if they're taking it to overtime as much as you know Jones wasn't throwing the ball fantastically and they weren't having the greatest passing day yeah. they might have just been able to run over the Raiders with Ramondre Stevenson uh, and obviously they know that the, the Raiders offense besides that one touchdown play had kind of become stale in the second half so you y- yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think with the these things like obviously in this situation for the play you blame Myers because he should have just gone down and played the numbers but then you also go well the Patriots got themselves down into that situation um early in the game then they had to come back and so you know it's, it's never due to one one thing in a game like it's why when people sort of chat about the refs and it's like you know yeah. you, you can put yourself into better situations in the game but I think on this Myers should have just gone down <laughs> yeah again also is, is there is some please tell me there's a shot of Belichick just, just, what are you doing? Well, the, th- the thing is with Belichick is he kind of look, has the same face constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true, yeah, true. We, we should play a game one time and, and and it should be just various photos of Belichick. Guess the reaction. Yeah, guess the reaction. Was this a touchdown? Was it a fumble? Did <laughs> he just lose the game? Yeah, I just see. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be our, uh, once, once we're in the off season and we, um, we, we can't predict the games, we'll have to do that. The Belichick predictions for the week. I love it. Love, love it. it. But but yeah, it keeps the, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels gets a win against um, his old, old um, head coach coach obviously Belichick when he was offensive coordinator for the Patriots yeah. the Raiders still have some life left in their season it's not completely completely done they're six and eight I think I was saying to you yesterday that at the moment I believe they have a five percent chance of making the playoffs but if they win their last three games that brings it up to about 50 60 percent so we'll see what happens there it's a potential killer for the uh, Patriots though isn't it because yeah. I mean I, okay it was still it was only going to overtime and you know you don't know what's going to happen but that 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 would have you know been eight and six. It's a it's a in 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 a very tough uh, AFC. Example. Yeah, yeah. Well, very uh, tough uh, AFC just in itself. But, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, getting out of that division alone is is, is going to be difficult. Yeah, and that was uh, to to lose a game like that. I mean, I watched the I did watch a guy on, I saw a guy on TikTok 
Like you know when when someone's filming their husband reacting. Yeah, like, I saw. It, yeah, so, you seen that guy? Yeah, yeah. He's like, sit down, sit down. Yeah, sit, and then and then he's like, he just. What, you could just see he's like looking what, like what the what hell just doing? happened yeah 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 and i'm not a patriots fan and i'm watching it thinking, what are, what you, are doing? you doing yeah yeah what are you doing? no what well, um, yeah wild, wild end wild end in the afc obviously is still wide open and anyway and so anyway we have to move on to the next, we game? Have to move on to the next game so no oh, it's kind of a it's a, a, a one of two game situation because speaking of afc afc players in the playoffs Jags are obviously on a bit of a bit of a hot streak now. Come off a win against the Titans, and then they go into last weekend and they get a overtime win over the uh, Cowboys. I'm going to spin this positively, right? Go on, gonna, right? Okay, I'm going to spin this positively. right. The cow, right? You can say what you want, right? Cowboys, <laughs> okay. Cowboys mm-hmm. week 15 made the playoffs. Okay. Very true. That's a very optimistic right, and, and, attitude. And then, we, and then we move on. <laughs> yeah, and that was oh, all. I, all that was all man. I had to say. Man, like, and, and I, I, I picked, I picked the Cowboys. I take, I take full responsibility. So did I. Uh, I never back the Cowboys. You, losing someone that never, you can never trust the Cowboys. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Can I just go quiet? Can I go, go make a coffee and let you deal with this one? Yeah, I suppose you can. But I mean, uh, let's look at what because the Cowboys arguably have not looked. They've looked great in some games, but then you've also had some issues. Like Dak, I think has had a turnover and interception every single game since he's been back from injury, and they're not even you know contested balls a lot of the time. It's just bad throws and bad yep. decisions, and and that's what obviously in the end, which was the story of this game when it got to overtime, it was a Dak Prescott um, pick six that obviously cost them the game in the end. And it was a it was a broken up pass thing that then got caught by I believe it was Rayshon Jenkins for the um for the Jags who got his second interception of the day. But still, it's, it's the Dak it's, turnovers. The thing is the thing is you can make excuses for this, excuses for that. It's not good enough for someone that he's been in the league, what, six years? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like like you know what I mean? You you can't you know, he was what, a fourth round pick, I think. These things are irrelevant now. Fourth round, yeah. By, by, by six years, you if you're going to be elite and you're going to, like, was being paid like 40 million, is it? Something like that, yeah. Like, it's not good enough. It's just not good enough. And, like, he's not running the ball as much as he used to be for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. So you're relying on him to do more. You know, he was that kind of dynamic running, passing quarterback, you know. Now he's more passing and it's just not good enough. And... It, it, it's the thing is the thing is taking ignoring the actual game it's it's not that momentum that you want going into the playoffs like we made the playoffs but you compare us to say the 49ers yeah and and even the eagles who you know like literally the the, the one loss seems like a lifetime ago now it, it's that the momentum of those two teams have got going forward and you know and obviously the vikings come back so when it comes to the nfc and the playoff picture and you know, will we? You know, will we even beat the Bucks? Like that's the kind of kind of mindset you get yeah, into. If you make nervousness, it, yeah. looking forward to like, oh god. You know, if they, it's it's such it, it. You could look at it as just one game, and okay, they lost a comeback, and it's it's just a momentum. Sh- it's it's a momentum shift that at the wrong time for the for the negative. Uh, that that's the way I feel about it. And obviously, the next game is a huge game uh, because even though they've made the playoffs, you really don't want to go into it going to the playoffs with two or three defeats now no and this is what well, that's what happened to the cardinals last year isn't it and they got dominated in the first round by the rams but this is what we we're talking about yesterday like when it gets to this part of the year it's the teams that get hot at the right time yeah. like it's not necessarily the teams that have been the best all year it's the teams that are hot at the right time going into the playoffs and yeah going into the playoffs with a you know a losing record for your last four or five games is not what you want to do but it's interesting because obviously the 
the opponent of the Cowboys in that game was the Jaguars, who have just won three straight. One against the one of those wins was against the Titans, so that was the uh, the a person who was top of the team that was top of their division, who have mm. potentially lost Tannehill for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so now the Jaguars are seven and eight. So with the Titans lost at the weekend, the Jaguars move into the top spot in their division. Obviously, after beating the uh, the Jets last night, so Jaguars are a bit of a turnaround from you know the Urban Mind days of of last year, and now you know you bring in Doug Peterson and. The, the Jaguars was looking great. Like the you've obviously got Travis Etienne, the uh the first round pick from from last year, um who was injured last year is is uh, playing well in in games. Needs to cut down on the fumbles a bit, but is playing well. And then you've got um Trevor Lawrence who just looks fantastic. Like I was watching the game last night and he was just hitting so so nicely on so many throws against a very very good Jets defense as well. Um, and he sort of created a, you know, on the team, Christian Kirk was kind of the big free agent signing that they brought in. But then obviously Evan Ingram, the tight end, they've got on some sort of very, very good um, wavelength lately. He's, Evan Ingram's been fantastic the last last three, four weeks. It's been been quite incredible to watch. But yeah, the Jags are, Jags are looking good as a team to potentially make the playoffs this year, which I don't think anyone would have predicted. Yeah, but because it's good. And, you know, again, it's all one of the things you love about the NFL, isn't it? You, you, you have these teams that get on these runs and, and make them. And, and, and it, you know, the beautiful thing is that the Jags make the playoffs. That's a win for them. That's a good. That's a that's a great season. You know, you take you compare that to the Cowboys, who I think went into the season expecting to make the playoffs and expecting to have a good run. Jags make the playoffs this season. That's a, that's a real positive going forward for them. Yeah, and especially in the first season with a with a new head coach and your your quarterback going into his his sophomore year after you know not having the great for a first year and people potentially writing him off and saying, you know, he doesn't have it. And then in the last four or five weeks, things are starting to click. Like, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful great. by comparing the Jags and the Cowboys. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, like you, you look where well, you look at that, look at the quarterback situation. The mm. Jags still got a relatively inexperienced quarterback. The Cowboys have got their overpaid, um, you know, their, their guy, their um, franchise quarterback. You just look at those two things. I think the Jags are having a really good season, and yeah, I, I do hope they make the playoffs. And I guess that's a tiny bit biased because they play in London a lot, and yeah, get yeah. to see them. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you end up having a bit of a connection to a team when you know you've yeah. seen them, seen them play quite yeah. a few times now. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. A lot of good, good games from week fifteen. Okay, it's going into the uh, a lot of fun to watch. So your your one from last week was it was who was going to have the most ints out of Brock Purdy and Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. I, I said uh, I thought Ritter would have one and Purdy would have zero, but in the end both had zero. And so you lost. Yeah, so I lost. I so lost. lost. I lost, yeah. Um, yeah but I'd say, obviously, Purdy looked looked better, had a couple of touchdown passes. Ritter was going into his first start, um, sort of started off a bit. Didn't start off great, but then kind of got to got a bit better towards the end of the game and had a had a good uh, relationship with um, Drake London, their rookie wide receiver, which is the main thing you kind of want. You want your you know your rookie guys to then start having a a good dynamic between them and get on the same wavelength because obviously going forward, if you've drafted a rookie quarterback and a rookie. Uh, wide receiver are going to be your starters if they can get on the same wavelength almost immediately then that's very very good for your future so yeah a, a good, good one for last week but what do you got for me for this week i know you were excited about it <laughs> I, I was because it's really childish but i'm going festive I'm going <laughs> oh, festive. okay okay so it's a bit it's a bit different this week right i want you to pick your nfl father christmas and, <laughs> and, your, and your nfl grinch okay and, 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 I, and I don't know how you quantify this Right. Oh, so this is a bit of a rogue, rogue it's a, one. It's a, it's a rogue one. Yeah, it's not really. It's not, yeah, it's, it's a rogue festive one. Okay, so it's a bit of a. It's a. It's a kind of loose. It's a loose, loose meaning one. So I can it's kind of loose, go whichever way I want. Loose meaning. You might need a minute to think about this one. 
Okay. I, to be fair, I've already got my NFL Father Christmas. It's uh, it's the Grinch that I um. Does it have to be a? Does it have to be both players? It, it, they can be players, coaches, whoever you want. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got it. I've got it. Right. When when you set your time and let me know. Okay. Right. Give me two two shakes. Merry Christmas, listeners of the Clutch Down Podcast. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy listeners. You filthy... Hey, hey, you're paraphrasing. That wasn't verbatim. <laughs> right, okay, you ready? Yep, ready. Go. Okay, so my uh, NFL Father Christmas uh, for this season is going to be Jamal Williams, the running back for the Lions. He had a, a coach come out and say that the reason he plays so well now is because you allow him to be his personality. He's very bubbly, very positive personality, a good guy to have in the in the uh, in your uh, running back room on a on a good Lions team, and obviously a positive Lions team going into the later half of this year um, and potentially making the playoffs. He's also, I believe, still leading the league in touchdowns, and his his personality I feel just fits the vibe of Christmas and the, the that good happy vibe. My Grinch for the year is Aaron Rodgers because he's been moaning since week one. He's been moaning about his receivers. He's been moaning about the team. He's kind of taken on this sort of maybe villain persona for the season when it sort of started that he was being a bit more, you know, talking to the media, doing his ayahuasca, all that jazz. It started to seem like maybe that was going to be a positive influence of the team. But now it's become a point where it's just not a positive influence. And I think that's changed for the Packers. And maybe it's uh, a case of he's not either past it, but just needs to change his mindset for the the rookie guys and, and hold some accountability for himself going forward so yeah jamal williams is my is my father christmas and then aaron Rodgers is my grinch merry christmas beautiful i gave you the extra time because it's christmas yeah 16 one minute 16 yeah. oh yeah you're way over but it's christmas and also i'll just i'll just speed it up by like 1.5 times <laughs> so it fits into a minute amazing <laughs> Oh, they were good answers. I like those answers a lot, actually. Bearing in mind that was on the spot and it was completely rogue. I like those answers a lot. The, the funny thing is, like, literally, as soon as you said, like, for, uh, it was going to be, you know, your Father Christmas or, or Santa Claus, I was just like... Jamal Williams was the first person that came to mind, like immediately. Which I mean, it just it it just shows how you know infectious his personality is, and I feel like you know the positivity around Christmas—that's what you want. And then I was I was kind of thinking of who's the most positive and who's the most negative I've seen in the league this year. Yeah, also I like the fact you did just instantly go for some jolly. Fat yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good you, point. Were, you didn't go, you didn't go cliche. Yeah, you know what I mean, someone with a big white beard. Yeah, could have just gone O'Lineman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, any old lineman. And, and, and of course, the Grinch. Yeah, fairly obvious. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, you know, there's a few. I thought potentially Daniel Jones because you know he just never looks happy. But I thought there's a di- <laughs> there's a difference between not looking happy versus actually being like actually negative. So yeah, I was yeah, like, that's 100%. what that's what pushed it over the line in the end. But very nice, very nice. Right, let's move into uh, topic two. I thought we'd we chat a little bit about the Pro Bowl. Um, I know you might get some grunts from people who you know say that it's not not important or it doesn't mean anything and all that but i think the the thing is that kind of changed that because with the pro bowl i always thought you know it's cool for for recognition but it doesn't necessarily you know mean anything but then i watched a video that the i was telling you about yesterday the washington commanders put out and it was basically a video of their their coach bringing the players and who'd made the pro bowl and and talking to them saying you know congratulations you you made the pro bowl and all this and acting like it was bad news at first um, and then one of their guys, so Jeremy Reeves, was their a safety of theirs. Uh, one of one of these sort of fringe practice squad players that you know over the years has been cut, resigned, cut, resigned, cut, resigned. And and this year was the first time he'd actually made the final fifty-three man roster and has been playing for Washington all season. But he made the um made the the Pro Bowl as a special team starter. And when and when he was brought in and um 
her coach was was um telling him he just broke down in tears because of the you know the the recognition um of of that season i suppose that career and and the thing is as much as the the pro bowl in itself doesn't actually mean anything you know when you when your coach rivera is is telling you um that you've done well and giving you that support and your teammates are giving you that support and then you, that that's what's happening and then the people from the public are seeing your hard work Obviously, that's a that's a lot of recognition for a player, and you see a lot of players, it, you know, coming out and saying that as well. It, it's historical as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, like no, no one, like I said to you yesterday, no one can ever take away that Pro Bowl selection you got in 2022. No, that no. that will be. It, it's like a badge of honor, isn't it? It's like that that you are you will forever be known as someone who made the Pro Bowl in 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 that particular year. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, they've obviously changed it now because. And it's called the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl Games, uh, which I think actually works better for the whole thing because everyone knew that the actual Pro Bowl like game itself just was kind of pointless and and I didn't really mean it. it. Yeah, it kind of became that because obviously players don't want to get injured. You know, you're yeah. in millions and millions of dollars, um, and you're you're important to your team. You you don't want to get injured in the game that's 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 meaningless. So yeah, so yeah, I I think watching that video kind of instills in you how important it actually is that recognition for the players so so what we me and gavin thought we'd do is chat about the afc pro bowl roster chat about the nfc pro bowl roster and then kind of pick out our own sort of all pro bowl team between the the two and also chat about if we think there are any snubs or if we think there are were any any other players that deserve to to sort of get in over over these guys yeah. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he'll probably be all pro, so it's fine. The, the ultimate snub. Yeah, yeah, you're very, <laughs> you're very right. But yeah, a AFC. So quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. No real surprises there. I don't, I don't think at all. Any guys to the N NFC quarterbacks? You got Jaden Hurts, Geno Smith, and Kirk Cousins. I don't know about you, but I'm probably. In the most obvious sense, that we're going to pick the AFC for this one. I <laughs> think overall position wise. Yeah, I mean, like. I mean, when you look at those, I think I think generally you say, yeah, they all deserve to be there. Does does Kirk Cousins deserve to be there? I mean, I mean his team is, you know, his his team's his team, eleven yeah. and 11, 11 and three. You Cow know. Cowboys are ten and four. I don't know. I don't know. I look at all of those quarterbacks. Like Geno Smith is is such a success story, isn't he, for this season? Jalen Hurts is just obvious. Yeah. I don't know, Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he deserves to be there. I feel like they just have to pick someone. Yeah, I mean, uh, who else? Yeah. <laughs> you pick a third. Who else would you it's go like, with? It's like, it's like, who else would I go with? That's the um, that's the thing, though. That, that That's genuinely... Cooper Rush. Oh, very obviously. true. I mean, there's an, argu an argument to say maybe Jared Goff, actually, instead of Kirk well, Cousins. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Kirk Cousins, look at, what, look at what he's got, the weapons he's got. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't I don't think he's... I don't think he's Pro Bowl quality, but, and, you know, I just think he's a very fancy... Um, Garoppolo. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you at all. But but yeah, I, I'd love to be a fancy Garoppolo. Fancy Garoppolo, just yeah, slightly less handsome but I better player. I might, I might change my name to the fancy Garoppolo. Fancy Garoppolo instead of Mr. Gavin. Mr. Gavin, not working here. Mr. Gavin, yeah, you make me sound like a shopkeeper. Yeah, Mr. Gavin with his with his pork pie hat on. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Gavin. Hello, Mr. Gavin. All right, son. Oh, oh, you haven't yeah. seen you since the war. You want those pork pies? You want those pork pies? Yeah. Why do you already sell pork pies in here? Ah, it's in the app, boy. <laughs> Let's have the other leg. Look at the app. Look at the stock. Yeah. Pork pies. Yeah. Go on, take the turkey and piss off. Connie <laughs> Scotty. Get, get out. Get out. Don't ask stupid questions. Get out. All right. So AFC anyway. quarterbacks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think out of the AFC guys, again, looking at. Who's kind of gets hot at this part of the year with the the teams and that? 
I've Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes, and I mean it's really a kind of win-win no matter who you choose. But I'd probably say Burrow's my guy out of these three guys for for, for the AFC and for for our Pro Bowl team. I think you know Mahomes has been playing you know amazing all season, but Joe Burrow's kind of sneaked up. He's kind of sneaked up as as that potential MVP candidate, and that's even after me a couple of weeks back saying I didn't think he was. So I think for me, oh, I okay. go Burrow. Okay, right. Okay, right. So devil's advocate, right? You give Burrow. So, so let's say the Bengals have got a pretty decent offensive line, yeah. Um, Would you I, say so? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, really? no. I mean, it's better than it was, but it's not. You know, you're still the first like seven, eight weeks the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. So, I'd, I'd okay. probably. Yeah, I, d- I don't think it's so as good think, as the Chiefs or Bills. doing it in the face of adversity. Yeah, I think I think he's got more to work with with his O line now than he did, but I still don't think he's he's necessarily got as good of an O line as the Bills and Chiefs. And also, he hasn't had all of his receivers all season. Like, yeah, he had yeah, a chase well, all season. So, yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah. We obviously, Chase has been out for a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't play devil's advocate then. No. I'll, because, because I was going to go Burrow. Yeah. Um, because obviously, when I do my predictions, I never go against Joe Burrow. Nope. Um, weirdly, I would have gone Allen as an alternative. Yeah. Uh, and, and it might just be a simple case of just being so kind of... Um, Almost, you don't want to say the word bored, but Mahomes is just um, so consistent. Yeah, like ambivalent towards it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, Mahomes oh, is yeah. good, like, so yeah, of course, yeah. Basically, okay, taking him for granted. Yeah, just yeah. taking Mahomes for granted and the things he can do. Yeah, and maybe that is a maybe it is a little bit of a case of that. But I, I'd go Joe Burrow too. Yeah, yeah, no, good, good. Yeah, I think out that. Yeah, right. On to running backs. So you got okay for the AFC: Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Henry. NFC, you've got Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously NFC all day, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm not sure about <laughs> that. Uh, I, I mean, to be honest, this is where I think one of our stuff comes in because obviously Christian McCaffrey didn't get it for the NFC, which I'd say as, yeah. as good as Tony Pollard has been, Christian McCaffrey has been better than Tony Pollard. So I don't That's know. Hey, whoa! Just from a, sti- hey, a statistical point of view. Just, just because you're beautiful, right? Don't think you can get away with saying things that hurt me. Hey, look, I can. We both know I can. Okay, yeah. and, you, and we both know I like it. Yeah, exactly. No, so, so, I, so let's I, continue. I begrudgingly would have to completely agree with you. Yeah. When I saw, when I saw, I mean, like you, you, not like I messaged you. I was like, obviously, Tony Pollard's in in there, and like, and he's had a great season, and obviously, yeah. but it still feels like he's not. Is he the number one at Dallas? He's had a great season. McCaffrey, what he's doing at the moment. And it doesn't matter that he's only been there for half the season. Well, yeah. It's not even half the season, is it? Yeah. He's still, like, what he's done has been... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really surprised by that by that one. I th- yeah, really and, and the thing is, I think if, if McCaffrey was, uh, had made the, you know, the, the Pro Bowl for the NFC, I would have gone with the NFC and gone with yeah. McCaffrey. But I think... Because the the lack of that, my, I'm picking AFC again for this, uh, yeah. and my guy Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. Like he's been a monster all season, leads the NFL in um, rushing yards, um, and I think you know I dread to think how how bad the Raiders would be and what their record would be if we didn't have Jacobs. So as much as we've got Adams, Jacobs has been the key piece to kind of get in there. So I, I think yeah, my my um, I'm going Jacobs for this one. It's it's your podcast. I'm not going to argue with you on this one. No. No, you can. No, I don't. I don't upset you at Christmas. Oh, uh, very. No, true. I don't want you to cry all over that Christmas sweater. No, no, no. It's already got toothpaste on it, so um, <laughs> oh yeah, it got it. It is washing, but there's no time. Tooth, toothpaste on the jumper. Toothpaste on the. Oh, suit you, sir. Suit you. <laughs> Right. We're, taking it, we're taking this humour back to 1994. Oh, yeah, we love it. Well, I wasn't even born. <laughs> Amazing. Right. So, so, yeah, you agree on the running back front. 
Um, then we've got, uh, I think, well, fullback. We might as well choose. So you've got a choice of NFC, Carl Juszczyk, or um, uh, AFC, Jean- Patrick Jean- Ricard. Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> yeah, Mr. It's literally Patrick Stewart, yeah. Jean-Luc Picard combined to make Patrick Ricard. I not notice that until literally right then. It's like a um, you know, Wu-Tang Clan so- name creator. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, it's beautiful. I'm going Patrick Card just because of the name. Oh, yeah, very nice. Well, I'm going Carl Juszczyk because he's just been, he's always been awesome for the 49ers. I think it's a combination of, you know, either either or in this situation. They're both great, yeah. but Juszczyk is just my guy. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going with Juszczyk. Right, wide receivers. Uh, we've got for the AFC, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Devonta Adams. Uh, no disagreement with that. Um, oh, wait, did I miss one there? And and Jamar Chase. Chase, yeah, missed missed. How can I miss Jamar Chase? But How can you miss Jamar Chase? Uh, I mean, well, probably with your arm easily. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm accurate. I just got a new alarm. I can't throw the ball past five yards. Slants all day, baby. Um, and then wide receivers for the NFC: Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Ceedee Lamb, and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I, mean, think... I don't know the I don't know the numbers on this. Um... Jefferson's having a season, though, isn't he? Yeah, Jefferson's been a monster. He leads the league at the moment in receiving yards. And uh, I mean, for, for me, like, I'd, I'd, if you had the option and someone said, you know, who, what receiver would you like to start your franchise with? I'd be like, well, Jefferson all day. You know, twenty three years old, has the most receiving yards already through three um, seasons, still with uh, what three games left. Like, okay, it's just right. incredible. Okay, right. So rather than pick just like one wide receiver, if you you've got to take a receiving core. Okay, so three, so three guys. Taking? So you, no, so no, so let's let's say you've got four receivers. So say it's a very generous. You've got you've got quite the good uh, cap. Okay. Right. You can literally have four. You can either have the AFC four receivers. Okay. Or the NFC four receivers. Who are you having? Ooh, let's say. Oh. I think I'm going. I'm going AFC. Um, because I I think AFC is the biggest combination of you know everything that you want in receivers you, you, you got Tyreek Tyre Hill, Hill Biggs, sp- Adams, Chase can you imagine having to deal with that oh god it would be impossible they put up like 90 points a game <laughs> ridiculous wouldn't it but, like, and that's the thing like, that's not to say that the NFC's options aren't great no they're just something about them like you know CD Lamb's in there it's just something about them that you know Diggs is see Stefan Diggs is one of those guys that I think he actually kind of goes under the radar, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he just puts up great season. Year in, yeah. year out, he does it. He makes the catches, he makes the plays. He just does it year in, year out. And that, that's the thing as well. It's like you look at the AFC versus the NFC. Like the AFC, you've kind of got every everything you want. Tyreek Kill, your speed guy. Stefan Diggs, your guy that you can play in the slot, you can play all over the field, is going to kind of do a bit of everything. Adams yeah. is your route runner. Jamar Chase is your guy you're going to want on those contested and special catches uh, along the sideline of that. Like You've got every possible thing you could want between those four guys and yeah. specialists for kind of everything in them. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, as much as I, if, if I had to pick one guy, I'd be picking Jefferson. Yeah. If you have yeah. to pick a core, you, I, I think it's hard to, to go against the AFC in this situation. Yeah, tight end. Do we even need to talk about tight ends? Or... I mean, it's, ridi- it's oh, ridiculous. Oh, oh, yeah. It's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. What, like, like you, you can list them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's, let's, let's for 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 information purposes, AFC Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, NFC George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson. I, I I think I'm going Travis Kelsey all day. <laughs> like yeah, it just George Kittle is a great player and incredible blocker for a team in the run game, but Travis Kelsey's on on you know already had a historic career and is on pace to to, to have an even more historic career. So I think yeah, you got to go. And again, and again, if you had to literally say you're going to go NFC to so the two NFC or the two AFC, it's the AFC all day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the only difference with the NFC is if you have Kittle and Hawkinson, you get 
both receiving threats. Hawkinson more of a specialist receiving threat, but then you also get a monster in the the blocking game yeah, of Kittle. Are you taking Hawkinson over Andrews? Um, well, I mean, Andrews hasn't been fantastic of late. Like, it's, it's right. you know, the, I mean, that's obviously to do with the quarterback situation with the Ravens as well. I mean, I, I, it's an argument, a devil's advocate's sake. Like, I take I take Kelsey and Andrews, but yeah, I, I, I think. Kelsey overall, but out of the two, it's just hard when George Kittle's such a such a good run blocker could easily play probably play O lineman like when, you know for a team. But but yeah, I think it's got to be AFC right and Travis Kelsey. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So looking at offensive tackles, uh, AFC Laramie Tunsil, uh, Terran Armstead, and Orlando Brown. Um, well, we may as well look at O line because basically I don't know about you, but O line you're looking at. For the for the AF, AFC, the t- three guys I just mentioned, then Joel Batonio, Quentin Nelson, and Joe Th- Joe Tooney for offensive guards, and then Creed Humphrey and Mitch Morse for centers. And then you look at the NFC: Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Tristan Wirfs, uh, or Wolfs, however it's pronounced. Uh, offensive guards: Zach Martin, Alanda Dickerson, and Chris Lindstrom, and centers: Jason Kelsey and Frank Ragnall. As a position group, I'm going NFC. I'm just picking the three Eagles guys. <laughs> I don't know about you, but they've just yeah. been so good all season. It's hard to go with anyone else. Lane Johnson, Landon Lang- Dickerson, and Jason Kelsey. Like, you just what? What else do you want? Something. Some. Yeah. Something's just logic, aren't they? Yeah. 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 You in this situation, you can go with different guys, but you can just if you can just pick a whole position group for the same team, it just makes sense. And so I think, yeah, yeah of, of, offensive line is probably the easiest decision we've got to make out of all of these. And that's not even to say that the other guys, the other guys are still fantastic. It's just a group of guys that are playing so well on the Eagles. I can't really bet against those guys. Yeah. So we've picked our picked our kind of main team that we start. We're two offensive minded guys, me and Gavin. So we've got our we're young offensive coordinators getting our team and picking our offense. So I think now we've got our offense that we kind of built our team around. I think. Let's, let's just sort of run through the the defensive guys um, and sort of pick the highlights from from the AFC and the NFC. So from the AFC, you've got Miles Garrett, Mad Max Crosby, and Trey Hendrickson. And then from the NFC, you've got Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, and Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know about you, but I think I'm I'm always picking Nick Bosa in this situation. He's been a monster all season, leads the league in sacks, like young standout star for an already good 49ers defense um bit of surprise jj watt didn't make it for for the nfc maybe we'll put him in over lawrence but but yeah i think i think kind of you've got a lot how, of good how, ends how, good young ends just, just, just quickly how many years have both been in the league now oh this is his fourth right it, feel, it feels like he's been around forever yeah he just doesn't drop off does no he? no for, first year was a good year rookie year that's when they made the super bowl second year acl tear last year he was great and then this year so yeah fourth but but yeah you just yeah you're right it doesn't Amazing, drop off yeah. right defensive tackles Aaron Donald Jonathan Allen Dexter Lawrence for the NFC AFC defensive tackles you've got Chris Jones Quinn Williams and Jeffrey Simmons Quinn Williams has been one of those guys that's come to to fruition this year and kind of reached that first round potential of his but is anyone ever really going to not pick Aaron Donald in this situation <laughs> like, it's just no. he's you know Hall of Famer monster for his entire career been injured lately but when he's on the field he, he wrecks the game so yeah I think it's got to be got to be Donald hasn't it definitely yeah all right outside outside linebackers i know you're going with for this anyway but afc outside line uh, uh, matt judon kill mac tj watt then outside linebackers for the nfc michael parsons Darius smith and hassan reddick it's gotta be michael, michael parsons ain't it it's only one choice dude dude could be an all pro outside linebacker an all pro ends like it could be an all pro quarterback that, that guy could play anywhere yeah yeah sub him for he, dak if that keeps throwing interceptions well, please, yeah, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, there's an option. Now, I tell you what, you you, you need you need, if you're fourth in inches, right, and you need a quarterback sneak. I'm getting, I'm giving it to Carl. That'd be a fun trick play to see, in like yes. an NFC Championship or something. Yes, in that yeah, fancy world. Yeah. And actually, actually, no, it wouldn't even be fun. I'm being deadly serious. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, no, it'd be, that'd be a surprise. But everyone would know that he's getting the ball. So that'd be the only problem. 
So like, wait a minute, Parsons has lined up an offense. Ah, ah but, but you've got you, you know you've got um, okay, you've got Diggs, Trevor Trev, Diggs. It's <laughs> left of him. Hang on, who's he going to? This doesn't make sense. What's going on? Yeah. Right, so then inside linebackers for the AFC, Roquan Smith and CJ Mosley. And for the NFC, Fred Warner and Demario Davis. Uh, I'm going NFC. Again, anyone on the 49ers defense, I think, is uh, someone you want to pick. Fred Warner is a leader, great player. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Fred Warner for me is the the guy who's been great for, for quite a few seasons now on that 49ers defense. And then let's move on to to quarter to, to quarterbacks the quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, tra- there you go. Quarterbacks. So for the AFC, you've got Source Gardner, the rookie, Patrick Satan, Marlon Humphrey, and Xavier Howard. And then for the NFC, you had Darius Slay, Trayvon Diggs, Tariq Willem, and Jer Alexander. I think for me, if you, if you had to pick, let's say two starting corners, I'm going AFC. Uh, pick a source gardener and Patrick Satan, two young guys who have come into the league and played at top cornerback level immediately at the start of their career. Uh, source gardener is just, you know, it's, it's probably the hardest position to play in the NFL besides quarterback. And when you can come in and play at a top level immediately, that just shows the the talent you have. So I think I'm I'm going AFC in this situation. Yeah, Gardner and and um Patrick Satan. Um, I, I, I'm sure you're probably going NFC and picking Trayvon Diggs all day, but I'm just picking Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs to, to just line up against every receiver on the field. <laughs> he can do it all. He can do it all. No, no, Mika Parsons. I'm yeah. Mika Parsons. Oh, yeah, he can line up as well. Yeah. yeah. He can do it all. Yeah. Right. Free safety. You've got AFC Mink and Fitzpatrick. Uh, NFC Quandre Diggs. Uh, I mean, Fitzpatrick has been a, a top safety in the league for, for years now for the Steelers. There's been that cornerstone for the Steelers since he got traded over from the Dolphins. So I think I'm going AFC for this as well. I think I'm going Fitzpatrick for, for, um, uh, for, for this one as well. Uh, and then safeties getting towards the end of, of defense now. Uh, for the AFC, Derwin James and Jordan Coyer. Uh, and then for the NFC, you've got Buddha Baker and Talanoa Hufanga. A surprise Best name in the NFL. Again, 49ers. Talanoa Hufanga. 49ers defense. Um, it's, this, is a, this is a bit of a difficult one for safeties. I always like Derwin James for the Chargers, but again... A young guy. I'm not, I'm not turning a guy called Hufanga down. No, it's got to be Hufanga. I think again, young guy, 49ers defense, probably only going to improve. Um, I think Hufanga's a rookie as well, actually. So let me just confirm that before we before we move on. I actually type Talanos into Google. Talanos. 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 I keep saying the word Hufanga. Hufanga. Satisfying. It reminds me of shooting stars. Uvavu. I know he was drafted last year, um, but nonetheless, he's only nothing about the NFL. Very true. He's only oh, he's only twenty two though, so he, he he is young. I got that right. So yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Thanks. He's a young American footballer. Thanks. Uh, lo- <laughs> <laughs> long snappers. <laughs> I don't know all that much about long snappers. I do really? apologise. Yeah. <laughs> AFC. Well, you don't know much about Andrew DePaula. <laughs> yeah, no, or Morgan Cox. Lo- so AFC, Morgan Cox, Wait, N- NFC. This podcast, right? This podcast Andrew DePaula. Morgan Cox. Yeah. So it's, more, it's Morgan. Cox. You're Morgan. Cox. Uh, um, let's just go on on record. I'm going to go uh, because of the Vikings, Andrew DePaula, because the yeah, the Vikings I, I love are the work of DePaula. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good boy. He's a good yeah. boy. All right, punters for AFC: Tommy Townsend, NFC: Tressway. I'm going to go Tressway for the Commanders because of how emotional he was when he got um, told that he was going to the Pro Bowl, um, and how supportive he was for his teammate Jeremy Reeves that you know started off this whole segment. Can I, can I use a Lenny Kravitz pun? Are you going to go Tressway? Amazing. Amazing. And for that, I'm going to presume you're agreeing with me. 
yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Return specialist, Devin Duvernay for the Ravens, or Cavonte Turpin for the Cowboys. I mean, Turpin's been Turpin. good. Yeah, Turpin. I think I agree Turpin's with you. Turpin. Amazing. Yeah. So, and then final special teamer, Justin Hardy for the Jets, or Jeremy Reeves for the Commanders for the NFC. It's got to be Jeremy Reeves. The the emotion and the you know the it's recognition for the guy. And quite a nice thing to finish off the uh the this segment by talking about him because he was also what started the segment. So yeah, Jeremy Reeves. Okay, great. So what you got for me for your blitz for this week? Okay, for my blitz this week, um, it's something we haven't done so far, um, but uh, with Christmas period looming, playoffs uh, about to happen, I want the Reese Beal power ranking, which is easy for me to say. Very nice. Okay, okay. I so want, uh, off so the dome. Top five, top five off the dome, power rankings for the AFC and the NFC in five, four, three, two, one. That in, in that order, okay? Okay, cool. Cool, right. Hit me. Okay, so I'm going to go Jags as my five for the AFC right now. Four, I'm going to go Chargers. Three, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Two, Bills and one Bengals. Like it, yeah. I th- yeah, I th- I think that I like the Jags in there at five. Yeah, well, the the, the Jags are, are are looking good to potentially get that full seed and win that division. They're they're getting like we say, getting hot at the right time with their their three wins that they've rattled off and they've got a um two games they've got the Texans it's, and it's, Titans, so they've got a good of, chance. It's kind of sort of significant that they beat the Jets last night. As if you'd have done this power ranking a couple of weeks ago. The Jets probably would have been near there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even probably if I'd done it, if we'd done it a couple of days ago, I probably would have said the Jets over the Jags. So, yeah, yeah. But but then, yeah, four Chargers, um, you know, won a couple of games. They're in playoff position. They're obviously ahead of the Dolphins, who they they beat. They're um, as much as the Ravens are ahead of them. Obviously, the quarterback situation for the Ravens is the the issue. Um, They haven't looked necessarily that convincing in any of their last few wins without Jackson. So, you know, depending on how he is when they get to the playoffs, I, I couldn't really. They'd probably be my. I don't know, seventh and Dolphins would be sixth, uh, but you didn't ask for a top seven. So, so yeah, so I'd go Chargers here. You know, they won on a, a really good play last week. You, Herbert's, uh, you know, very, very good. So going into the playoffs, that's a potential good news for the uh, the Chargers. Um, then three Chiefs, they didn't look that convincing against the Texans as much as they couldn't their division. Obviously, they got beat by the Bills. They got beat by the Bengals. So I can't really put them above those guys. Uh, two Bills, as amazing as the Bills are, and as you know, as as to the fact that they're the number one seed at the moment. Again, I just think that the the Bengals are one of those teams that just looks explosive and convincing. And so I'd have to say, in my mind, I go, what would happen if the Bills and Bengals faced? I'd say that I'd pick the Bengals to beat them. So that's the the, the reasoning for me choosing like number one for the Bengals. I like it. Yeah. Now let's go to the other side. Um, the it's other the side. NFC. There's different teams on the NFC. No, the Raiders. No. Okay. No, you're joking. I know. I know. Shocked. Shocked. I, I, I reckon. I reckon. I know a team that's going to be in there. I'm yeah, I think I know. It's the exact one that I'm thinking of. But yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay let me hit, just have a quick me. look. Right. Five. I'm going Lions. Um. Yeah. You know, hot, hot form of late. Four. I'm going to go with. Four. Four is probably the hardest of these ones. Um. Four. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Three, wow. three. I'm going Vikings. Two, I'm going Forty Niners, and one, I'm going Eagles. Good, yeah. Okay. Lions again, at a similar situation to to um uh, the the Bengals getting hot at the right time. Uh, they're winning games. They're winning games against good teams. Um, they're putting themselves in the right right places. Um, 
so I think that you know they're they're looking good out of them and the Giants and Commanders and Seahawks are all kind of around the same honest, records. I think the Lions are the best. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest with you, I'd flip the Cowboys and the Lions. Would you on current on current form? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good point actually. You know, but but so I was surprised. I I thought you would go. Cowboys I think the thing hey, I think the thing, think the thing is, is the, the the Cowboys already being in the playoffs and you know being 10 and 4 I think the the Lions still have a chance that they potentially might not make the playoffs so yeah, I think yeah. that's the difference of why it's, just the thing is, it's not just it's not just a couple of games with the Lions is it it's quite a significant run there. oh yeah I say six and one in the last seven games I've started yeah. um, one yeah. and six like it's impressive but but yeah then obviously the Cowboys okay. you know they, they seem to be shooting themselves at the foot a lot but they're still 10 and four still got a great offense they're still you know got the pieces on defense so you know it's one of those things um then obviously third Vikings come off the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah, they're still the second seed at the moment, although I think they will get overtaken by the 49ers um, at the end of the season. Um, you, you clinch your division as well. I think for the first time since 2018, uh, 2017 or 2018. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of go against them as the you know third ranked team. Niners in second. Uh, they're still on a hot run. Clinched their division last week. Looking good with Brock Purdy. They've got all the pieces. McCaffrey looks amazing. And then the Eagles at one. They've only lost one game this season. Um, they're in a position to to take the top seed if they win this weekend. They've got Gardner Minshew in there at quarterback, but you still trust that they're probably going to get the job done. So I, it's hard to bet against the Eagles. They're clicking on all cylinders. Great team. Yeah, that's my that's my top five. Lovely, cool, nice, nice. That was that, that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yes. Right. Good. Okay, let's move on to our predictions for week 16. So, going into the week last week, I was two behind you. And we we differed on two games. And so I was like, okay, if I get this, one of these, um, uh, both of these right, you get both of them wrong. Perfect. That means that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claw back that deficit. Unfortunately, we both got one uh, one equally right between those two different games. So you're still two ahead of me going into the next what? week. Eighty nine, eighty seven on predictions. How do you how do you feel? Uh, over the moon. Over the moon. Uh, yeah. I just, I just want to thank God and, yeah. uh, and coffee. Yeah, God and coffee. Yeah. God Surprised you didn't coffee. start with coffee. To be honest, I thought that would have been well, your biggest. I mean, coffee. Maybe coffee is God. But coffee is God. Yeah. So so we come into this with week sixteen with you still two ahead of me, unfortunately. Um. And so last night our first prediction: Jags at Jets. We both picked the Jags, which I think is not too um surprising considering we've held the form we spoke about and how good they've been lately. So let's go into the other games for week 16 and hopefully I can claw the two back against you. So since you're leading, let's uh, let you you kick things off. Falcons at Ravens. Uh, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I went Falcons last week, the quarterback, um, hoping he'd do his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a quarterback for the Ravens? <laughs> I think it will still be Huntley, yeah. Uh, it's tough, isn't it? I... S- this this is a really tough one, and it's not because it's necessarily the most exciting game. It's just really, it's really hard. I'm I'm going to go Ravens. Yep, yep. I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens as well. Um, because I think if Rid is starting again for the Falcons, this feels like it's going to be a a Ravens defense taking over the game situation. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, for with the with the Browns, they get the Browns to thirteen points, so it wasn't like their their defense did bad, and that was with the offense only putting up three points. So I I think you know the Ravens defense gives them a, a chance in any game they're playing, and I think it's going to be a you know 
Ridder running into trying to make a, a a play and running into the defensive end. So I'm going to go Ravens with this as well. Lions at Panthers. Uh, again, got to go with the team on the hot streak. Lions. Lions have been playing great of late. So I'm I'm picking the Lions in this situation. Pa- Panthers. Yeah, it'd, be absolute, it'd be absolute madness to go against the Lions. Yeah, team. yeah. Panthers obviously lost to the Steelers last week. Quarterback play is still an issue for them. Um, their defense is good, but I think the Lions have just got enough power on that that offense to um. To take it against them, so both both lines for that one, right? Bills at Bears. Build a bear. Build a bear. Sorry, I don't know why I mentioned that. That was irrelevant. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going Bills. Bills, yeah, yeah, I'm going, yeah. yeah, I'm going Bills as well. I think I think Justin Fields will always give the Bears a a, a chance in whatever I mean, game they play. But it's got potential. It's got it's got a lot of potential to be a good game actually. Yeah, this, this is probably one of those that you kind of look for because of, because of Fields. I think, yeah, you know, I mean, any game with Josh Allen is usually fun to watch. Someone you catch right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Bills should win this. I th- yeah, I think Bills will win. I think you know the the Bears have shown in a lot of you know there's a few one score games they've had against very good teams that they've lost. Um. And so I don't think this season there. I think their three eleven record tells a a different story necessarily to that that team. And they they obviously traded away a couple of pieces on defense. So I'd say yeah, just Justin Fields a, a lot of fun to watch. A good player keeps him in games. So I think this will be a good one but yeah the bills bills take it right saints at browns i'm gonna go with the browns for this one i think you know they come off that winning it's the ravens you've got Dijon watson going into what his fourth week is the start now um browns defense is playing well their offense is is clicking a bit more now the the saints um i think will put up a good fight i think dalton's been doing a serviceable job as quarterback but i think the browns take it uh, yeah yeah i am um, i agree i Browns yeah, potentially a, a Nick Chubb take over the game situation. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll get their Chubb on. They'll get their Chubb on. They will, just like you and me. <laughs> in Vegas. In Vegas. Not together. Oh, Gavin, what happened in Vegas? Yeah, there's there one rule. One rule for Vegas one that is said rule. in every movie, and you've already yeah, broken yeah. it. Brilliant. Broke it on a podcast. Brilliant. All right, let's begrudgingly <laughs> talk about the Seahawks and Chiefs now. Uh, right. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs to me as well. Um, yeah. Pro Bowl quarterback versus Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Seahawks again have the potential to make this a, a close game. Yeah. Um, but I think the closer than you might have expected at the start of the season, really. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think the Chiefs obviously are coming off of a, a tight game against the Texans, but I think now they've won the won the division. Um and I think now that they've they've they'll probably want to prove a point and you know get a bit of a roll on going into the the playoffs uh i think yeah chiefs for me for this one right next game giants at vikings oh interesting one actually here um i mean i I spoke earlier i liked the the fact that the the game last week the giants commanders game was kind of taken over by the uh young giants um the defensive end Kayvon thibodeau the the rookie Uh, i like the fact it was kind of his breakout game and so he has the potential to maybe kind of wreck this this game a bit as well. Get a bit of pressure on Cousins. You get that pressure on Cousins, suddenly you can't get the ball out as quick. Um, I, I think explosively uh, the, the Vikings are better than the Giants. But again, I, I wonder if in that game um, with the Giants against the... the, the uh, with the Colts against the Vikings, if they'd have had Taylor, how that would have made a difference. So I think I'm actually going to go with Giants for this one. I think they'll get. Uh, I think now they've kind of figured out their offense. I think they can get the running game going against um, the Vikings. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to have another another really good day. Um, slightly annoying because um, I was thinking you were going to go Vikings and I was going to go. <laughs> oh no! Um, because the one thing that needs to be said is as, as amazing as that comeback was, they still they they did still almost lose to the yeah. Colts. 
Um, so I am going to go Giants too. Oh, I, I, I literally wrote down like pre, pre decided your, your thing for this was going to be Vikings. So I've got to delete that, uh, put Giants now. But yeah, okay. all right, Bengals at Patriots. Uh, Bengals. No, Bengals. Joe yep. Yep. No. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yep. Bengals. Bengals for me too. All right. Next game. Texans at Titans. Um, let me confirm. Is Tannehill actually out for the rest of the season? I think he might be. Right, Tannehill. And, and Texans. Couple of close games lately. That's what I mean. I think. I think in this. I think you got Malik Willis starting. I think I'm going Texans for this. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. So who starts at quarterback for the Titans? Uh, it'll be Malik Willis. Uh, I'm going to go Titans because otherwise we end up having the same predictions as each other, and that is boring. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Titans. They've, they've still got, um, you know, Derrick Henry. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I'm going Titans. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with Texans for this. Right, Commanders at 49ers. Uh, a potential really good game, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who's your money on? I've, I've got to get 49ers. Yep, 49ers. Yeah, uh, it, it's it. It's not obvious. That's no. the only thing with this game. It's not as obvious as you might have thought. Because the commanders have still got something, you know. Um, and it, it could this could be one of those surprise results. Yeah. But it just feels wrong to go against the 49ers when you're predicting scores at the moment. You have to play the odds. Oh, yeah, 100%. The odds say that the 49ers are going to win this. I just wouldn't be surprised if the commanders pulled off a win. Yeah, no, that's the commanders in a nutshell, isn't it? Surprise, yep. pull off surprising wins against very good teams. Um, yeah, no, I, I think for me, yeah, I'm going 49ers as well. Um, I think everyone's waiting for the wheels to kind of fall off the Purdy train, but I don't think it will yeah. because of the team situation he's in. And I think now they know they're in the playoffs and they've they've clinched their division. Um, I think it kind of gets a bit of a relaxation for Purdy because they basically know that they're kind of vying. If the if the um, Eagles win this weekend, then they've basically got three games for Purdy to get into a rhythm, and then the max that they can get is the second seed anyway. So it becomes a bit more of like, a, all right, well, let's try some things and you know let's get you comfortable before we get to the playoffs. So I, I think that because of that mindset and because of how they've been playing lately, I think you know it's got to be the got to be a Forty Nine ers. Can I just check something though? So I'm not sure wheels fall off a train. Um, you think maybe it'd be more a case of it being derailed? Uh, no, no, I think I'm gonna. I, I think know, I'm gonna sit on my laurels. And... I don't know in history. I don't know in history wheels have ever just fallen off a train. I don't know about where I'm from. We have uh, trains with wheels. More, more would be a case of the commanders derailing. Uh, I'd. I don't. I don't know what you mean. Um, I. I think you have a tenuous grasp on the English here. language. Eagles at Cowboys. Right. <laughs> I think I'm up first for this one. Yes, you are. Um. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. This is a. It's. It's. I mean, I'm gonna go Cowboys because as much as, you know, the Eagles l- l- still look good whenever Gardner Minshew starts. I think this is a, you know, it's at, at AT&T Stadium. Uh, the Cowboys need to bounce back after their last game. Um, th- this is a big chance to against a backup quarterback. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I, I honestly don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. Can I toss a coin? Cause, yeah. Because I don't trust the Cowboys. No. And they are my Cowboys. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't know. Because, because yes, you know, they're, they're playing a backup, they're playing a backup quarterback. Everything should point to a Cowboys win. The Cowboys need it more. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like this. This. This secures effectively second, doesn't it? They're not going to catch the Eagles. No. Uh, but but they have an ability to 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 lose in in the face of victory. Um, the wheels can come off that cowboy train at any time. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> to quote to quote to quote a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, 
I'm gonna go Cowboys, and I'm gonna regret it. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys. Right, because because they've got to win this one. You got to go logic, haven't you? They're a ten and four team going against a backup quarterback. You've got to go with the logic exactly. of that. You know, got to go with the logic. Pro the... Bowl running back Pollard. Yep. Yeah, very true. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Raiders, Steelers. Raiders, Steelers. I'm so uh, glad you're up first on this one. I'm going Raiders. Um, no. I, I, yeah, it, it's ridiculous that, that uh, they should. I, I think Raiders, for what they've got, they should be doing better than they are. But I'm going to go Raiders. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I, I think. Uh, the thing is that, like, as much it feels like a logical thing for the Raiders to to win this game, but I just can't trust them. And I and I do, but I think Kenny Pickett's back this weekend for the Steelers, who has been, you know, uh, a lot better um, recently and has kind of progressed. And yeah, I right. I'm I'm gonna go with the as much as I would like not to. I'm gonna go with the Steelers for this one. I think it's at, at home for the Steelers. Uh, the Raiders again. I feel like this could potentially be another game where the Raiders go up by like. Uh, you know, 17 points or 20 points and then just lose it in the second half. But you're playing against a, a very good Steelers defense who can, you know, um, who can always, you know, change the game. Um, and Mike Tomlin, who's never had a losing season, uh, basically needs to lead, win his last three games or that will be the case. So I think he's going to be, you know, fighting to keep that that record alive. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. See, see, I, I love the stories. I think the Raiders win just to keep your, your you teasing you with the playoffs. Yeah. Tiny percentage. Just to okay, spite okay. me. I'll, I'll let you go, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate the You're permission. Right. right. Packers at <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, yeah, I'm going Dolphins for this one. It's out over the Dolphins. You know, they've they've obviously lost a couple of couple of games. Didn't look fantastic in the the two before the the Bills game, but you know they started to put things together a bit more against a, a very good team in the Bills. Um, I think this is kind of the the bounce back game for them. Uh, Packers have, have you know won a, won a couple straight, I think, but I think the Dolphins are the better team, so I'm going to go for the Dolphins. Yeah, and it ensures that the Grinch doesn't have a good Christmas. Very true, very true. Yeah. And this game is on Christmas Day, so beautiful. Look at that, yeah, bar humbag. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins, right? Broncos at Rams. Bring us on to our last three games. Uh, Broncos at Rams. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Rams. Ooh, interesting. I'm Rams. Uh. First time anyone's ever called me interesting, but thank you. Yeah, that's, that's not the first time. I've called you it maybe one other time. One other time, that well, was true. Yeah, when I, true. Was that when I was choosing whether to go with brown or white sugar in, in Hooters? Yeah, oh, that was... I, I remember that. I can paint what such a, a clear picture of that moment. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, I, I, I remember all my experiences <laughs> in Hooters very, very well. <laughs> I bet you. Yeah, I don't forget. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go with the Broncos for this one. Um I don't know if Russell Wilson's back this weekend. However, I think this is going to be a game that the Broncos defense takes over. You know, the Baker Mayfields, the uh, the uh, the train kind of derailed after that first game, hey! but the wheels stayed on. Uh, oh, but yeah, I thought you'd learn. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think in that first game against the Raiders, it was a case of you know not being able to game plan against a, a quarterback. You don't know what he's going to do in that offense, and that was kind of the reason against the Packers. And not necessarily a fantastic Packers defense. He didn't have a good game, and I think this is just going to be one of those games that the Broncos defense goes right. Okay, offense isn't doing well. However, let's just do our thing, take over this game, make the Rams not be able to score an offense. So yeah, I'm going to go Broncos. Bucks at Cardinals. So Cardinals don't have Kyler Murray playing because of his injury. They also don't have Colt McCoy playing. They've got Trace McSorley, their third string quarterback, um, who I think is going to struggle against the Bucks defense. As much as the Bucks offense is just not very good at the moment, I think that the Cardinals uh, offense is going to struggle even more. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Bucks for this game. Tampa Bay and the not very good offense. Yeah. Oh, there's our title. 
<laughs> yeah. Probably not. Tampa Bay, um, not good. Go, I, I'm going to go, go Bucks as well. Yeah, right. Beautiful. Last game. Chargers at Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan benched again. Um, Nick Foles is starting in this game, so that could be a potential banana skin for the Chargers. What? Yeah, Mr. Nick Foles. Monday night game. Have you got a Nick Foles klaxon? And if, can you sound it? Uh, I wish, I wish. There you go. Have, just have an acapella one. In, nah. Put one in post. Nope, nope, that's staying in. <laughs> nope, nope. nope. <laughs> I do all the sound effects for the episodes. The intro is just me beatboxing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Chargers at Colts. Okay, I kind of don't even know. You're up for this first, aren't you? Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm going Chargers. Yeah. Going Chargers. You know, those Colts can't even hold on to a 33-point lead. Very true. Very true. Useless. Yeah, I, I'm going Chargers as well. I think, I think, I think Nick Foles. I think it'll be a fun one. I think it'll be nice seeing Nick Foles start, and I think it'll be a, a potentially quite fun game to watch. But yeah. uh, the the Chargers have some games where they look amazing, and other games where they just look terrible. But you know that hard. Yeah, the Chargers and the not amazing team. Um, but you know they've got Mike Williams back, they've got Keenan Allen back, and they're they're all clicking together. Williams made that clutch catch against Titans in quite a grueling, hard fought game. Um, so I think, yeah, Chargers, better team. Chargers. Chargers are my guys for this one. Lovely. That wraps up our, uh, our predictions. So what have you been listening to lately, music-wise? You still on the Christmas uh, hype? I'm, st- I'm still on the Christmas hype, yeah. Um, uh, I, Christmas Lights, Coldplay is, is still doing it for me. Um, it feels wrong to not listen to Christmas songs, even though, like, you have moments where, you know, I've been listening to Sam Bender again mm. and R.E.M., but like I have to almost check myself to say no. Like you've literally got like three or four more days of Christmas, yeah. on, and then you pack the whole lot away for eleven months. Wow, you do it early. I listen to Christmas songs all the way to like the first of January. Oh no, it feels wrong to listen to Christmas songs after Christmas Day. It doesn't for me. Stand. Oh 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 oh. Also also the the Christmas song I, I noted the other day that um there's a Christmas song by uh, Paul McCartney which really rarely gets played, and it's um. Oh, oh it's, the, it's the war one isn't it you know oh you, you don't know do you too young no uh, not wonderful christmas time then no no not wonderful christmas time um ah it's gone it's gone it's so annoying it's so annoying but it's such a, it's such a uh, not stop the carry i keep thinking of stop the carry james joan lewis um this is just me talking about christmas songs now that's all right let me google it so paul mccartney christmas song War, <laughs> pipes of peace. Pipes of peace. Oh, I don't think I've ever pipes heard that song. Of, right, Paul, Paul McCartney has randomly, I think, three maybe more Christmas songs. Really? Um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Pipes yeah. of peace and the frog song. The frog song. Please tell me you've heard the frog song. I don't think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen, listen to it after this, this podcast. This but okay, uh, okay. Well, there, there you go. Okay, I tell you what. Right, what am I listening to? Three Paul McCartney <laughs> Christmas songs, Wonderful Christmas Time, The Frog Song, and Pipes of Peace. Get on it. All right, okay. I, and, and I'm out. Headphone off. Are you are you sh- are you sure that also li- recently you haven't been listening to the Shoop Shoop song by Cher? I I may have listened to the one of one of the best the best the most surprising voice notes I've ever received. I think I woke up in the morning and then I, I saw like three voice notes from Gavin. I'm pretty sure the first one was maybe talking about the podcast or just talking about something random. And he goes to the second one and I hear this 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 you're in the car. I hear this massively loud music and then Gavin just screaming. It's in his eyes. <laughs> uh, just like yeah, I go. Oh, what a my, what a song! I was on my way to photograph a wedding. Yeah, and it was like it was like yeah, that that song. I mean, it, it slaps. Oh, it does. It does. As the kids say. 
as the kids say. Yeah. I mean, music-wise, I've been just on the the Christmas hype myself as well. Um, it's, yeah, it's... you know, I've, I've I've I still love that Lewis Capaldi song. It's it's great. And actually, on that, so I I watched a, it was a really cool music video. So he's got he brought his music video out for his song Pointless. And I don't necessarily like the the song that much, but the video is basically about you know a, a, a single mother and her son and and him growing up and them having all these experiences together and him eventually moving out but uh i thought that the music video was really good because it just it seemed so sort of um uh realistic and quite touching and it, it was the, the story of it was really nice and the acting you've kind of believed the the relationship between the mother and the son and so j- just from a, a a music video point of view that was good but yeah i've been other than that just rocking the christmas christmas hits there's a um christmas hits playlist on spotify i've been listening to that has all the uh all the classics got my um uh, driving over christmas in a few times and also forgot uh, completely forgotten we were talking about favorite christmas songs last week fairy tale of new york that's got to be in my top two like, i absolutely love that song yeah yeah it's a classic um it's, it's a, in in some respects for me it's a victim of being listened to too much yeah like, literally I, like there was a few years ago where it was it was just all it was the one yeah, and, Toby's and the they, one. Toby's Toby, Toby, and and uh, fairy tale of New York. Yeah, is the one. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, that's fair. I'll let you. I'll let you have that. That's all good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think let's face it. We're both on the Christmas hype at the moment. Went to Winter Wonderland yeah, together. On it wasn't oh, a date. It was not it a, date. a date. It wasn't a date. We shared a bratwurst. That's what two dudes do when they celebrate Christmas. And then we oh, went to Winter Wonderland. I like the fact that you pronounce it bratwurst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how would you say it? <laughs> The wheels have fallen off your bratwurst. 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 Hilfe. Remember, remember me saying, Reese, your bratwurst is massive." Yeah, I do. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> I was anyway. mistaken, and so were you. But yeah, we're on that. We're on the Christmas hype, aren't we? But that's yeah, a nice, a nice, a nice way to finish the episode. Thanks for thanks for joining me for another one, Gavin. It was fun Absolutely as fun as always because I know you've been feeling ill recently. That was why. Yeah, apologies everyone. The episode wasn't out a couple of days ago. It was because Gavin came down with the same illness I had a few weeks ago, yes. and it is horrific. But, but, but we're not dating. But we're not dating. No, no, <laughs> we're not dating. no, no. You got mono, but that was also uh, not related either. But we're not dating. But we're not dating. Yeah. So thanks for joining me for another episode, and thanks everyone for listening. Follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ClutchdownPod. And then we'll see you again next week. And also, have a very Merry Christmas. Goodbye. (laughs) 